how does it feel for you to actually be working more than one day a week? I work more than one day a week. Doing what? I'm a grafter. I'm a grafter. I'm busy at the moment. Are you? Yeah. I might get a cleaner and a PA. I'm that busy at the moment. Ben, do you fancy being a PA? Well, he basically is most of the time yeah, for you. He'd be a terrible PA. Oh, yeah, I forgot your lunch, guys. I'd love to, like, spit a coffee at him and go, I asked for black coffee! You cannot do that. No, I would never do that. I would never do that, just as a joke. I wouldn't do that. Oh, hilarious. Welcome along to Help I Sexted My Boss. Helpful advice for the daily struggles of modern life. Well, that was the plan. Until Jordan turned up. Much to William's displeasure, Jordan has no filter, and some of you may find what follows a tad offensive. If you think you can't handle it, press your pause button now. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss. This is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Aiming to answer your 21st century questions and find solutions to everyday dilemmas like, is it okay to nab your mate's last chewing gum when he's not watching? And of course, is it acceptable to walk around town with your top off when the sun's out? We've, we've talked about that, haven't we? Yes, and my answer is still the same. Yeah. It's, it's not acceptable. I agree with you. Did we have, have we done that line before in the intro? Who knows? Who knows? We're, we're, we're three series in now. We're Ben's slacking, lacking, slacking. Ben's, yeah, anyway. At least he can speak. Mm, fair one. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, but we're not your usual agony ants? Are we, William Hanson, UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more Clarence House, you're more Workhouse. <laughs> We've done that before, haven't we? I don't know if we have. Oh, it's going to be a good episode, isn't it? <laughs> you're, to be fair, you just think we've done everything. I'm sure we've done that before. But that is because you're not in the freshest of states. Oh, I am... Um... <sighs> I am so hungover. You're on what, a day four of a hangover? Yeah, I was saying to Ben, when you get to my age, you get... Um, 25. <laughs> 25, like, real talk, when you get to 29. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well done for admitting it. <laughs> real talk now. Oh, you'll be presenting the Today program on Radio 4 <laughs> before you know it. When you get John to... John Humphreys is going, you'll be straight <laughs> in there. When you Can get you imagine to... that? Imagine Jordan on Radio 4. Beep. Hiya. <laughs> I'm on Radio 5 Live on Thursday. Are you? I'm co-presenting the Drive Time show with Tony Livesey. Good lord. Mm, proper, like, serious news stuff. They're getting loads of different broadcasters in to, for the day on other shows. And I'm they doing, run out by Thursday. I'm doing uh, Tony's show. But yeah, um, when you get It'd to... It'd be hard to tell you two apart. <laughs> oh come on I'll say that but not Tony he's a top broadcaster I know I, I, I look, I've worked with Tony for years he, he he paid your mortgage for years you were always on his show <laughs> you were on his show every other night when, I, he was, when he did late nights yeah I was in his late night slot he's a, do you know what he's a very good broadcaster and he's a lovely bloke Fel- he's very nice fellow claret as well goes to show that not everyone from the northwest is a twat ah <laughs> well yeah Cut that out. Uh, yeah, anyway, real talk. 29-year-old, you get two-day hangovers. I remember my brother saying this three ages ago, and I thought, oh, don't be soft. Why have you got this hangover? Because um, at the time of recording, I'm just back from the Burnley Football Club Players Awards. Now, you Instagrammed some of this. Yep. I'll be honest, it looked like my idea of hell. Oh, it wasn't. It was fantastic. Why hell? Well, it was just full of rugby players. Football players. Uh, well, it's all this sport, isn't it? Mm, so, 
basically, we had the awards do, and then... Did uh, you get an award? No, I did didn't. Did you present an award? I didn't, no. I DJ'd. You DJ'd? Yeah, I DJ'd at the after party, but the power cut, so I only did 20 minutes. You sure the power cut or was it just it was that bad? Like, quick, <laughs> quick! I don't know, but anyway, it it was really hard for me because look, I still got Burnley bedding. I'm like a huge fan, so I had to be like, I had to call round the players, and I was actually I was alright. I met I met my idol. They say never meet your idols, your heroes. Right, who's your idol? I met Sean Dyche. Oh yes, of course. He was lovely. The person you put in a frame. Yeah, the person I had in the frame. Sadly, I'll never meet Princess Margaret. Do you know what? He was such a... We were proper having a chat and it weren't like... He wasn't, was he nice? He was so nice. Did he know who you were? No, but he was, no. he was nice. He went, I, hello, 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 you've been on Radio 1 for then. Do you do much DJing around after that time? That's how he speaks. And he was nice and then... Um, and he got a sore throat. Yeah, he's, he's got a gravelly voice. And then I met the players and I was had a dance with Ben Me. <laughs> right. Um, sort of I'm, dance? Uh, Argentinian just, tango? No. Foxtrot? No, just dancing. Pasa Dobley? I No, I don't even know what you're saying to me now. We went into this club in Burnley called Smacks. Right. I think I've mentioned it before. Yes, you have. And I'm really embarrassed because I was I was so drunk. I've, I've had... You're right, you were drunk. We get it. I've had... We'll talk about this in a minute, but I've had beer fear really bad. And basically my brother said, I can't remember leaving or getting home. I just remember waking up on, in my mum's... Beer fear for me, I get beer fear, and that's when I think people's, someone's going to offer me a beer. Oh no, beer fear is where you know you've met a twat yourself mm. on a night out so I got drunk I can't remember what I was saying who I was talking to and apparently I was dancing and I fell into Ben Me, one of Burnley's players and like people I was like fell on the floor and loads of people snapchatted it which is great so beer fear is a terrible terrible thing and my advice to any G&D that have suffered from beer fear before because mm. we've all happened is you've just got to ride it out for a few days right I, I'm currently on the second day of beer fear yesterday my anxiety levels were high. Just got to ride it out. By the end of the week, it will be fine. And then randomly, beer fear comes back. You know, like when you're, you're nodding off to sleep one night, like a couple of months later, and you'll remember mm. something from the night. And you'll be like, oh, you'll get like a flashback. Right. You never had beer fear before? No. I've been merry on sherry. <sighs> if that counts. No, that don't count. So I've um, had a gin grin. Mm, that could be a good one. A grim gin. A gin grim. Beer, honestly, beer fear is, is terrible. It is. So you're hungover? Yeah. So do you want a ginger bonnet? Crack it open. Go on, we'll have air at dog. Well, it's actually near, nearer you. Oh, right. Sorry that you've you... Got to... You're the poorer. Well, I think it's nice to share the roles. I'll, I'll open the gin you t- and the bonnet. You tell me how your week's been. Well, it's been fine. I went to the christening, or the baptism, sorry. For the the, the theologians amongst us, um, I hey, went to the theologians. Don't worry. Is that um, you think atheist. he's on Dragon's Den? Pardon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of people. Um, I can say it now. Yeah. Theopathetes. Yeah. Because I heard the recording. Yeah. And it's it's pathetes. Yes. Yeah. Theopathetes. Well done. So I went to the baptism of my goddaughter. Um, oh, are you a godfather? Yes. <laughs> You're coming to the oh, house. Because I haven't heard that joke for months. On the day of my daughter's wedding, and this is how you repay me? <gasps> Why, I ought to kill you now. That was the worst Godfather impression ever. Go on. Is there something wrong with him? He actually did that with uh, cotton wool in his cheeks. Did he? Marlon Brando. Great film. Fascinating. Um, 
so yes, I went to, to my goddaughter's baptism, and at the uh, the sort of the, the tea that we had afterwards at the, um, the grandparents' house. Tea? You didn't go like to a, a a social club and have a buffet and a no. We had some can- canapes and some cake at the uh, grandparents' house. Oh, posh. Yeah, it's very nice. My friends, who are the parents of Artemis, is the name of my goddaughter. Sorry, what's her name? Artemis. Artemis? Yes. Uh, different. I actually quite like that. It's nice. It's unusual. Artemis. Is it Greek? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Ah, virtual high five, producer Ben. Look at me being all cultured. Anyway, Artemis, turns out, Jordan, is a bit of a fan of yours. Artemis. That morning, it was a Sunday, obviously, when we had the christening. And apparently Artemis, they had been, they had put you on Radio 1 because she, quote-unquote, likes the music. How old's Artemis? Three months. I mean, I know Radio 1 are trying to go for a younger demographic, but I think even three months is a little bit too young. But she likes the music. Right. And then she fell asleep. That's, that usually happens when yeah, people exactly. listen to me. So yeah. you've got, my goddaughter, you know, she's got, it might have an upmarket name, but she's got downmarket music taste. Oh, who should we toast? Should we toast to I Artemis? I think we toast Artemis. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, should I did a toast. I was I was in charge of the toast at the, mm-hmm. the christening. So shall I say the toast? Shall I actually do the toast that I did at the christening? Yeah, why not? Why Artemis? not? So it's only short producer. Producer Ben really like slightly worried. Hi, I'm Artemis, protector of the gods and the lands of the Greeks. It's great. Right. You just all you need to say is say Artemis when I raise my glass. <laughs> May we all join in wishing Artemis good fortune, health and happiness in her journey through life. Artemis. Artemis. Oh. <coughs> it's delicious. <coughs> I tell you... <coughs> I am rough as arseholes. Oh. Where does that saying come from? I don't know. How, well, I'm not even going to... How does someone know that arseholes that? are rough... Have you heard that before? No. Anyway, go on. <coughs> Blue Blumic Plague over that, what's it called? So, the what? Producer, sorry, you just turned that. Producer Bon... Bon? <laughs> producer Bon. <laughs> producer Bono just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Times are tough. <laughs> Hoi goi. No, I'm trying to do an Irish accent. Sorry if you just heard that. Producer Ben just um, coughed in the background. It's got the... The what? Shut up. What's he got? The bubonic plague. <laughs> What's it called? Bubonic. Bubonic plague. I People believe. think I make it up. Mm. I know, you really are this stupid. <laughs> um, so, uh, talking of babies, of course, it's not just all about Artemis. Oh, of course. We have the royal baby. We have the royal baby. Now, I think we... Full disclosure at this point. Mm-hmm. At the time of recording this, mm-hmm. this child doesn't have a name. It's the royal baby. Okay. By the time this goes out, one would hope it has been named. So I think we probably, just for the edit, let's just do a few options. Okay, okay, okay. So we've got the royal baby now. It's a girl, isn't it? It's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah, we know that much. Okay. It's got a lovely name. Tyler. <laughs> you laugh. She's American. Anything could happen. It's probably <laughs> Prince Cody or something. Austin. But it actually... It probably My won't, nephew's called Austin. It probably won't be a prince. Will it not? Again, this is we we don't know this necessarily. Why won't it be a prince? Well, because Prince Harry is the second son, not the first son of the heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. And so, according to letters patent issued by George V in nineteen seven 
15, uh, this means that he won't, he isn't automatically entitled. Right. And in the amendment that the Queen put through in 2013, ahead of uh, Princess Charlotte's birth, there was no clause to talk about Prince any ch- future children of Prince Harry. So it's unlikely, could happen. Prince Charles also, we know, wants a smaller monarchy. Mm-hmm. And so if we start making absolutely everybody princes and princesses, I don't think that really contributes to that. But who knows? So will he just be Mr. Windsor? Will that be his title? Obviously, I know that won't be his title. It, well, no, he will be... Probably he will take Prince Harry's courtesy title, which is the Earl of Dumbarton. So it'll be the Earl of Dumbarton. So you would just address him as Lord Dumbarton. Lord Dumbarton. You know he's going to be a right piss-head party animal when he's older. I can't wait to see Lord Dumbarton getting on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree and all that. Lord Dumbarton. Ah, oh, so that's actually really interesting. Cheers. But equally, they could call him Bonzo. So, you know, who who knows? And it could be Prince Bonzo. So the royal baby, congratulations to uh, to Harry and Meghan. I love the fact that when uh, the Duchess of Sussex went into labour, um, the Buckingham Palace issued an operational note to tell us that she'd gone into labour. I'm Does sure it? women up and down the land are thrilled that the joy of childbirth is now referred to as an operational note. Do they not Have they not done that before? Um, no, not quite like that. Did it was you? also full of grammar errors. It said Prince Harry was by Her Highness's side, but Highness's was written the plural of Highness's rather than the singular <gasps> form. Ooh. And then Harry came out and spoke to the press and went, Meghan and myself are very pleased. Meghan and I, Harry, come on. Quite. Honestly. Hey, I, you're rubbing off on me. Not for the first time. <laughs> Um, that was that's, all right. Fair enough. Busy, busy week, Babers and Burnley. You've been spotted today as well before the recording. You got, yes, yeah. Someone was, asked for a selfie. They did. I was I was actually genuinely in search for some Bonnet, uh, just near Covent Garden. And as I came out of the shop, it was a very podcast moment. This this chap, very well dressed in a nice suit, uh, it was on his. We had some headphones in. Suddenly went, oh William, and took the headphones out. He said, oh, I love, I love the podcast. Can we have a selfie? You know, my friend and I love it, etc. Um, I'm actually just listening to, to your current episode now. Oh. So I think he was, you, he could see he was a bit like, wow, this is sort of like pop culture eating itself. <laughs> He's listening to me. I'm standing in front of him buying completely by chance. I had just finished buying, or well, trying to find a bonnet. They didn't have any, so don't bother going near Covent Garden for it. Had to go to Old Compton Street for some D. Oh, you poor which Apparently, is the best place to get it should you want it. <laughs> Did he do the usual "Oh, we love you, we don't like Jordan" thing? Mm. I just left that out. Did he actually? I wanna... Yeah, he said, "Oh, that Jordan, you're so much funnier on your own. <laughs> Why did you do it with him?" My, I am. It's no... dumbing down. Oh, and I'm under no illusions. My my <laughs> my mates say it's real. He time. didn't say that. My mates say it's real time. They're like. You're not even funny, it's William. Yeah, I was like, I, I know. Right, I, Mikey comes home from work, takes his earphones out when he gets in the door and goes, just listen to the podcast. I went, oh, what do you think? Jordan was so funny when he said this, and Jordan was so funny when he said that. My brother, oh, hello, James, how are you? Just listen to the podcast. Jordan was so funny when he said that. It's as if I'm not even on the podcast. Uh, no, see, other way around for me, people go, oh, William, so... Like, the live show, my mum was like, William this, William that, and you messed this up, but William rescued you at that bit. I was like, yeah, cheers. Oh, I was referenced on Loose Women today, and my mother texted me to say, uh, oh, you were referenced again on Loose Women today. And I said, all right, thanks, I'll watch it later. She went, it was a non-event. What What oh, was your th- reference? Thanks very much. I don't know, I haven't watched it yet. 
God, does your mum watch those women? I know. What should be? It's a bit. She doesn't like it as much since Carol McGiffin left. Although Carol McGiffin has come back a bit, so I think that's why she started to watch it. Right. Well, it's loose women, and then she watches Doctors. Oh no, really? Oh, she loves Doctors. Hey, I've slagged Hollyoaks off before now, but Doctors. Poof. Hello, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Doctor. For those that, that don't know, Doctors is a, is a daytime soap opera that we have on the BBC uh, weekdays. It's not really for me, but my mother seems to like it. Nor me. Um, shall we? Yes, I think let's, let's have a little pause before we get to the listeners' questions. Now, last week, mm-hmm. and people have said how much they enjoyed your joke last week. Oh, I'm getting so many messages about my joke last week. But I did challenge you for this week to do a clean joke of the week. Okay. Have you got something for us? You're going to like this. I went to the opticians this week. Yes. And he told me that I was colourblind. And I'll tell you the punchline after the break. So I went to the opticians this week and he told me that I was colourblind. It's gone completely out of the green. (laughs) (laughs) You see, that's funny. It's completely out of the green for me. I think that's nice. I see. It's something you can tell the kids. Yeah. Okay. Marvellous. And I am colourblind, so if anyone like goes, that's offensive to colourblind, I'm colourblind. Are you completely colourblind? No, I've told you this before. It's all, all three of my On brothers. a scale of it's a few, slightly colourblind to Darius, where are you? Uh, like, I don't know, but I've done the test online and stuff, and I remember we found out when we were younger, all three of us are, because my mum's got four bites, mm. and it's your mum's gene or something. Or something so why like are all... So we're all colourblind, all th- four of us. Oh, I see. You just said all three of us. Oh, all four of us. Sorry. Right. I forget how many there is. Is there one that you wish, you know, like wasn't? No! Oh! Some brothers. We've all got favourites. It's not like, I know grass is green, but it's like when colours are together or it's certain light and stuff I like think, that. Do you know, one of my favourite moments of, of our first live show was when your parents were in and when I asked your mother whether she had a favourite. I mean, her answer was, of course, I don't have favourites, but I could quite clearly see in her eyes she was trying to tell me it's definitely not Jordan. Yes, yeah, definitely not. Anyway, should we crack on with the listeners' questions? Uh, well, before we do that, oh, it's competition time. Oh. This is the chance to win a bottle of Dubonnet. It's much sought after. Yeah. It's hard to get. So an easy way to get it is by entering our competition. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 And we have our little theme. A one, two, a one. Should we do it slightly more up-tempo today? A bit bit snappier. Okay. quicker. A one, two, a one, two, three. I I want want the D. D. I I need need it now. now. Please Please tell tell me me when. when. Please Please tell tell me how. how. I'm thirsty and willing and eager, you see. So, so come on, boys, give, give me, me the D. D. And uh, just like uh, normal, all you need to do is go to our Instagram page. This week it's on our Instagram page, see how to enter. Uh, we want you to tag in a friend who might not have had the D yet, but you think might like it. And uh, the competition will run for 24 hours, and producer Ben will then pick a winner, and that D will be coming to you quicker than you can say Queen Mother. Great. I think I'm still a bit drunk. Look at my handwriting there. It looks normal. Uh, <laughs> got the shakes first question please William Hansen. it's come to us on email help at sexedmyboss.com it's from Bryony hiya Bryony dear William and Jordan I need your help I work full time as a pub manager in Cornwall the most beautiful part of the country who are with summer just around the corner who are I'm sure they're really with summer just around the corner 
It is almost time for that season to begin. It's almost time for that season to begin. This is a really long letter and it's going to feel even longer if you do that. So shush. Everyone who previously has or currently does work in hospitality will know what I mean when I say that season. However, living and working in the south of Cornwall, in a particularly desirable area, we don't only attract your average Emmets, Emmets, a Cornish way of describing a tourist, but mostly the rich. Those who own a house here live in it for four months of the year and claim to be a local. That's a different rant altogether. I have nothing against families being on holiday. I don't despise people who have a good time and I'm not a child hater. But what I do hate is Humphrey and Clarabelle running around my restaurant, making a mess and disturbing other people trying to enjoy their meal. It seems the posher people are, the more ignorant they become to common courtesy in a public place. When I was young, you sat and were not heard. and Sit in. Get you. And only asked to leave the table after everyone had finished their meal. My question to you both is, how do you tell the parents of these darling children that they are being the biggest pain in my bottom, and do they not know how to bring their children up and teach them to have proper etiquette and manners? It's one thing disciplining your own children, but what's the etiquette when it comes to other people's? Mm. Please help, summer is nearly here. I would like to make it through without potentially losing my job over child abuse. Thank you, Bryony. That's another posh kid's name, Summer. Summer, Humphrey, Rupert... Come along, darlings, come along. We'll sit here and get pissed with fire and you just run, run, riot. Pop it, come on. Poppy, come along, darlings. I don't I don't know if it's just posh people because you get other people. Oh, any any type of child, really. This is what my grandmother used to call free-range children. <laughs> free-range children. Yeah. Just run riot, run yeah. round. So how should Bryony address this situation with other people's children? Is it okay to tell other people's children off? No, I don't think you can tell the children off, especially not if you're you're a member of staff in a restaurant. But I think if the problem persists and the children are running around, you know, that's dangerous for them as well as everyone else because they could be carrying a hot platter of food, could spill. Uh, Of course, the parents will never think it's the child's fault. Mm -hmm. So I think if it persists, I think very quietly you need to say to the the mother or father, please could we ask for your children to take their seat? Okay, yeah. I'll just be direct, say it with a nice smile, for their own safety... Humphrey, come along, darling. Come and sit down. Come on. Come on. Come on, Humphrey. Come on. Listen to mummy. Come on, my darling boy. How dare you tell me I'm not a proper mother? Yeah, it's because they probably used to having staff to discipline. I think well, that's good advice. I can't really say anything better than that. I would say, actually, if they are used to having staff, they would probably behave better. Mm. Because or, they're aware of, of staff. If you've grown up with it, you're better with it, generally. Good advice. Or you could just do the British thing of tutting and rolling your eyes. Yeah, but I think just just be direct. Say service with a smile. Service with a smile, or when no one's looking, give Humphrey a little elbowing head or digging back. Here, you little. I'm not sure that would uh, elbow him right in, sure in his little little head. Goes, goes well. Another email. This is from Jamie. It says, "Dear William, brackets and Jordan." What's what's brackets? I mean, look, I am under no illusions. I am very replaceable in this podcast, but brackets. And Jordan. Hmm. Can, from now on, can we address the letters Dear William and Jordan? Who's it from? Uh, Jamie. Jamie, okay. I'm writing... Oh, it's the subject is Need Help in America. Well, yes, we're aware of that. <laughs> I'm writing to you from Oklahoma in the United States. Yeah, I'm writing to you from Oklahoma in the United States. God bless America! I was going to burst into a bit of Rogers and Hammerstein. You won't know what that means, will you? 
No. no. Oklahoma, where the wind goes. I was in the play Oklahoma, yeah, right? Well, then you should know it. Is that is that from the play? Yes. I can still. It's rem- a musical. Yeah. What's his name? Is in it? Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Uh, well, in your production. In my production, Hugh Jackman weren't in it. It was at Carhill 11 to 18 High School in Kirkham. I can still remember my line. G and line. Yeah. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> I can still remember. You were obviously a very crucial role. <laughs> I can still remember it now. <laughs> Wait a minute. G Annie, I'm so hungry I could eat a gatepost. <laughs> <laughs> That was my line. And I messed it up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> did you only have one performance? Two. We did two nights. Gosh. Anyway, this Jamie is writing to us from Oklahoma. Don't know where that is? Me neither. I just know it's somewhere in the middle. I... Oh, you put recently, but it's put a W in the middle recently. I recently moved here from a large city, and so many rural things are new to me. I'm here because my husband retired from the military, and this is where his whole family is. And they are the source of my question. Oh, it's Jamie a girl. Oh, no, it could be a boy. It could be Jamie a boy. It could be Jamie a boy. Uh, I have many questions about them, but I will keep it to only one in this email. Every time we have a meal at the dinner table, everyone scrambles to sit next to their spouse, like to the point where if I sit down and someone isn't next to their spouse, they just make everyone get up and shift around. What is proper etiquette for a large party dinner? Sit next to the spouse or not? Thank you, and I absolutely love the podcast. P.S. I can't find the D here. I need some D. So, um, actually, the etiquette is, for seating plans, you don't sit next to your partner. Right. Well, your spouse, if you're married to them. Oh, why is that? Well, well, so, traditionally what would happen in the sort of Jane Austen Regency era, when a couple became engaged, remember there was no cohabiting, there was no going to the cinema, getting to know one another... A man would sort of dance with with an eligible young girl, maybe dance again, and that was sort of it. And then they were suddenly engaged. And so hostesses knew this. There was no chance for the couple really to get to know one another properly. And so they would seat them together at dinners once they were engaged, once the bands had been read in church. They would seat them together at dinners so they could have a private conversation, but nothing untoward would happen because it was a public place. Then, presumably, once they got married, they were grateful for the time apart, and then they were seated separately. Right, Okay. And that etiquette is still with us today. That said, I would say that, you know, modern times, modern problems, you've got couples that have lived together for 15 years, but they're not actually married. Mm -hmm. So do you seat them together? Do you seat them apart? I would say seat them, treat them as a married couple. I, I, yeah, I think you should mix it up a bit. Suggest next time you go around, Jamie, be like, hey guys, why don't we just all like mix it up a bit and why don't we sit in different spots? And you'll be surprised because I actually quite like being sitting next, seated, seated next to randomers because you can have a good chat and it's... Yeah, you can always chat to your spouse or your loved one, your mother, your brother, whoever it is. You can chat to them at a, a later date. Next question, please, um, William Hanson. Well, the last two have come into us via email. What? Oh, what's just happened there? Producer Ben's messing with the lights. Oh, it's like a boudoir. We're in a different studio, I have to say, and uh, Producer Ben is uh, is excited that the lights change at the touch of a button. And talking of Producer Ben, <gasps> Jordan, I mean, look at this. Oh. I have been given what can only be described as a scrap of paper. And it is, look, the, the last two emails have come to us... On email. And it's in red pen. It's written. This has been write written it. in red biro from producer Ben. Producer Ben is even I mean, this is how desperate Why you are you writing be. in? We why get, are you writing into you, your own are you podcast? That desperate to get on the podcast. It's rude to why is it rude to write in red? 
It's not rude to write in red. I just black and blue are the traditional colours. No, I've been told it's rude to write in red. You don't send well, a letter. It's a bit aggressive. But in it? China, red is a lucky colour, so it wouldn't be in China. But seeing as we are in London, I think really it should be black or blue. Anyway, I shall read your producer Ben's scrappy piece of paper. Let me just give me five minutes to decipher his handwriting. I was sat sitting opposite someone in a cafe recently and they were being very rude to the staff for no reason apparently his latte had too much milk in it i really wanted to say something to him but i hate confrontation millennial would you recommend saying something or was i best to leave it and that's from producer ben on a piece of paper he's then put p.s do i get a reply on letter-headed paper no you bloody well don't hi guys there was a guy sat opposite me in the cafe And he was moaning about his latte. And I felt like I should have come... What should you do? Um, If he's being rude to the point where it's getting a bit violent, you probably should step in. Well, I don't think he was getting violent. What I do sometimes when there is someone, another customer, being a bit difficult with a member of staff is I'm then extra nice to them or give them a slight knowing look Mm. to go, I'm on your side. I've heard it. He's being difficult. It's not you, it's him. Mm Mm-hmm. We're in it together. So you should like just let the, the the member of staff know that you're with them. You shouldn't really say anything. Yeah, I've got. You. I mean, if look, you know, that could staff, make it worse. Really, couldn't it? Yes. Yeah, could start. If they're being abusive to the member of staff, yes, that's. What I, I think fair enough. Yeah. And and we're going to look at Ben now. Here, were they being abusive? No. No. Yeah, if they're being abusive. So. I mean, knowing Ben, I mean, Ben has a very low tolerance on anything. Why are you negative. so uptight? You only have to say to Ben, oh, I'm not sure about something, and he goes and sits in a corner and cries. Yeah, true. He's got the thinnest of skins, hasn't he? Oh, he couldn't write for the Daily Mail. Oh, no. No. He's got got skin like tracing paper, hasn't he? (laughs) Annie. Ben has now stuck his head in his jumper to stifle his laughs, (laughs) because he knows we're right. He once rung me up in tears. Oh, no, he's crying. He's not laughing. He once rung me up in tears. He's like... (laughs) Uh, I was sent. I sent a little bit of feedback in the group WhatsApp yeah. about mm. an episode. He rung me up going, "Hi, mate. I'm really sorry that I'm such a bad producer. I'm, I'll, I'll get better. I promise." I was like, "Oh my god, get a bloody grip!" And phone me went. I entered the lottery and I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates me. You know what? I feel sorry for Ben's girlfriend because he is so needy, and it hey. It takes, You're one to talk. It takes one. I am. I am so needy. It takes one. But I can just imagine him resting on a bosom, yeah, yeah. crying. You, you, <laughs> you message the group going, "Yeah, what, what's? I can't do your voice now. Just talk a minute." Aya, Aya, send send me send me message send me address of studio. It's like you only have to scroll up three messages and it's there. Yeah, I don't mean. Don't, I'm ne- I mean, don't break a sweat. Needy. I bet you, Ben, on on a Sunday afternoon. He's on his girlfriend's bosom with his thumb in his mouth, resting his head on a bosom with his thumb in his mouth and his blanket. <laughs> I don't want to go back to Manchester tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that'll go in. <laughs> Why? That'll go in. That's fine. It's how wrong being needy. It's 2018. <coughs> 19. 19. Right. Right, final question. Oh, no, did we even answer that? What was yeah, it again? Does it matter? It's Ben. No, oh, yeah. Um, we can talk to him about it Oh, yeah, later. we did. If, unless they get abusive. Be yeah. confrontational. Yeah. Uh, this question has come to us via our Instagram. We're at sexedmyboss on Instagram on and the, on Twitter. No, we say on the gram. On the gram. On the gram. 
this is from Jonathan. My brother Simon, his partner Daisy and myself all enjoyed a few G&Ds with a barbecue over the bank holiday weekend. We were proud hashtag g and Yes. I enjoyed a few more than the others. Later on, we experiment... Later on, we experimented by adding a splash of Bollinger. That's champagne, Jordan. It's an absolute winner. What's the etiquette in adding to our experimenting with the late Queen Mother's drink? Kind regards, Jonathan. Oh, see, I've heard... Champagne and Debonnet is good. Yes. I think it's, uh, maybe it's called a Debonnet Bonne, de Royale. Oh. I don't know if that I've made, I might have made that up. Let's try it next 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 week. I Let's record. Really, I'll be honest, I don't really like champagne. What about Prosecco? Definitely not. Hey, Prosecco's all right. Lady Petrol, that's what my mum calls it. Lady Petrol. It's me Lady Petrol, it gets me right pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that before. No, I haven't. She calls it Lady Petrol. In answer to Jonathan's question, is it okay to experiment with the de Bonnet? Look. Yeah, come in fine. Come up with something else. We're happy for you to experiment with it, but it'll always be a G&D, won't it, William? For us, it's a G&D. It's a G&D, but yeah, crack on, experiment. Uh, Remember, if you want to get in touch, go to our website, Help at Sex and My Boss. We're on all the socials. Just search Sex and My Boss and all the the socials. What have you learnt this week? I have learnt that... um, um, We've learned that couples should not sit together, really. Yeah. New couples, yes. Couples over, I'd say, 18 months, seat them separately. Um, if kids are misbehaving, maybe just say to the parents politely. Go to the parent direct. Go to the source. The source. Uh, we've learned that I'm a godfather. Are you a godfather to anyone yet? Yeah. You're coming to my house on the day of my daughter's wedding. I don't know why I've got a lisp. You sound like Bugs Bunny. I've got a lisp. I don't know why I've got a lisp. It's not like I've just been stung by a wasp. Just say, that's all, folks, for me. <laughs> that's all, folks. There we go. <laughs> that's not... That's... Um, I know I'm not a godfather. No. Do you think I, you'll ever will be? No, because I don't think anyone will trust me like to look after the kids if they yeah. pass. If they what? Pass. That, well, that's not the point of being a godfather. It is, isn't it? No. It's to entrust and ensure the child's... Spiritual and moral upbringing. I'd like to be a godfather. Would you let me be godfather to yours and Mikey's child? Absolutely not. Would you not? Absolutely not. I can assure you, Jordan, you are not coming into contact with that child until they're at least 18. What does that mean? I just don't want you corrupting them. That's even worse. What do you mean by that? Because you'll be taking them to the pub. Yeah. Taking them to football matches. And no child of mine doing that. Thank you very much. On the top of your head, if you had to name a child now, what would your child's name be? Henry. That's all, folks. <laughs>